Welcome to the Five Leader Sports Podcast, and I'm your host with the most so have a toast leader, Johnson. Yes, we're talking about the, the, the Sixers beating the Spurs 130-27, um, shooting, shooting 53% from the field, 45% from the three-point line, over 80% from the free throw line. Good. Created 13 turnovers, 26 assists. But, once again, 120-plus points. This time, 127 and they gave up 127 last time and lost. So they shouldn't have to outscore their opponents by 130. Like, that, that's still a problem. But once again, the, the Sixers playing at their worst. Like, at, at, they really play good but bad. You see the offense. That's what they have. And it's not even at its peak and what it can be. But the defense has – they have too many long people, athletic players, to be playing like that. Um, Keldon Johnson had 15 points. The guy said it was a steal for the Spurs. Lonnie Walker only had five. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, 30. Of course, you know, um, 13.6 rebounds for Duante Murray. Murray, Walker, and, um, you know, Walker hit a three. You know, he didn't really shoot too much, I see. Um, Walker, Murray, he only had like 19 minutes. Walker, Murray, and, and Johnson showing that young core with Jacob Poto. Um, you look at... Um, Rudy Gay had 24. He can still score, man. That team can still make a run in the playoffs. Not as far as, like, championship, but they still can be a tough team to go against. The Sixers, Tobias Harris, once again, showing he's a star. In this league, I've said a thousand times, people don't give him his credit. They're looking for this, looking for that. This guy's a star. He's stepping up. Two best scorers on Philadelphia, Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. Live from 30th Street, 30th and Market Station. We are going to get live with these Sixers. 20, 20 listen. 25 points, 60 minutes, 4 assists, 10 for 17 from the field, 3 for 5 from three-point line. A blocker still filling up the stat sheet, just getting better. And I think mentally, Harris, and then being incorporated with the Philadelphia, city of Philadelphia, the way Philadelphia is as a culture, as a people, fighters, Harris, that, that, that goes with him. He's a fighter anywhere he goes, any team, off the court. Great personality. Now you come to a city, I think, that really fits Tobias Harris, and I think he's a player that we didn't really think before in Philly, and then, but this management did, and he is a perfect player. He is a star in this league. Will he be a Hall of Famer? Who remains to be seen. He might be a rich, rich, rich. He's more like he reminds me of Mitch Richmond. He's so underappreciated as a star in the league, and now I think I think he gets some All Star nods now. I think I just think he just it's this is his peak. It's time. The contract. Everybody knows he's the highest paid player. There is not an all-star in the NBA. The highest-paid player, there is not an all-star in the NBA. That shows you a lot about what Tobias Harris is. And Tobias would have got that anyway, anywhere. But um, the guy we want to talk about is Shake Milton. 16 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Coming up with the clutch 3. After, you know, people, you know, you're in Philly, and they're going to ask for you to be that person that they think you can be. And Jake Milton answered it. This is all we need. Two four from three point line. You don't need too much. Six to nine from the field. Very efficient. That's what we need. Now don't worry about Ben Simmons. Eight points, two rebounds, five assists. Are still a block. Don't be in panic. This is listen. Simmons has had games like this. I think people need to stop all oh, Ben scoring. It. Sometimes Ben just be he just one of them stars. Like he's not at that point yet. Or he's not on a team where he has to be the focal point. You know what I'm saying. He don't have to be the focal point. That's just not his MO. Being the focal point is not his MO. 
because of how this team is built. If he was the only player on it, if there's no Embiid, then Simmons would have to do a lot more on the floor. But when you have a guy like Embiid, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. What's most important to me is 9 for 12 from the free throw line, which means he's getting in there, drawing those fouls. He can do that. He can hit 9 for 12 every night. He can hit 10 for 12, maybe even 11 for 12. Yes, not even a maybe. The guy's an efficient scorer, shooter. Um, this is just the start of his career. Eventually, down his career path, he will be efficient from three, man. Like, he will be an efficient three-point shooter. He just has it. He has this gift of being, look at what he tries these shots. He's not scared to try three-point. He was 0 for 2, but he's going to try more, and he's only going to get better. He's young. It's scary to think of just how good Joel Embiid's going to be. Josh Richardson, 19 points, three for eight from the three-point line. Super, super underrated to me. You ask for too much when he doesn't do what you want him to do. He's who he is. Let him evolve. He's young. He's who he is. He's not Jimmy Butler, but he's younger than Jimmy Butler. So you talk about a guy with all this talent that can give you these points. That can give you 19. He isn't, he isn't to that point yet. We're not going to say he's going to be a Jimmy Butler. He's going to be a Josh Richardson. That's what he's going to be, a Josh Richardson. He's going to be a Josh Richardson. And will he evolve to be just as efficient? Yes, he can. Yes, he can He can evolve to the same thing Butler is doing. But he's not there yet. So stop trying to go to that route. But you have a younger guy that can play defense, which all these guys need to do. That's another thing I'm going to get to. But 19 points. Any You can bring a roster. This roster can light you up. Key guy, Al Horford, nine points, six rebounds, three assists, two blocks, plus 17. Very, you need him to win this championship. There's, there's no doubt in my mind this shouldn't be a trade unless it's an absolute trigger. It's got to be an all-star player. It's got to be a guy that's an all-star type player because you're, you're talking about a guy that can affect the game on both ends of the floor. Court Miles, 12 points. He has become a regular and lighten it up. Five points for Thibault. Eight points for Neto. You no know, Burke chipping a three. So we're looking at the sixes, and this is what they can do. Them scoring is not just a, that's that's not it. Like they have to hold people to at least you're talking about a hundred points. If I'm going to go at the least, you got to hold them to at least a hundred points. Hundred points, hundred one. That's it. Because you got guys that can score one twenty. You got guys that can give you at least. 110 on the regular. You got to hold people down to 100 points. There's no excuse. Nobody should be scoring at least 100 points. If you can go down 97, 98, that's terrific. But 100 points in this league is a lot easier to score. So 100 points is elite. Hold them down to 100 points. They got the team that can hold them down to 99 points. They have that type of team. They haven't jailed today. But they can hold you down to 100 points if they sleep if they get on their basketball game. They got to get on it. They go against the Wizards next. And you got Ryu uh, Hachimaru, you got Troy Brown. And you got guys coming in. I mean, but this is going to be a blower. I think they need this type of game. Sixers need to put their defensive clamps on Washington. If Washington starts scores 120 on them, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Time to start panicking. Not panic like that, but that's when you start complaining. Not when they lose to a team like the Pacers, who are a playoff-bound team. You know what I'm saying? If they, were, if they lost to the Spurs... Okay, it's like, wow, but Spurs are still a team coached by Popovich, playoff team. 
But that team, that lineup, no, they definitely shouldn't lose. You should be like, okay, Philly, we can bounce back off a two-game streak. This team is too good to be worried about two games. But they did win. And now if you lose to a team like Washington, it's like, ah, oh, out of all these games, you lose against Washington, it's like, Philly, get it together. That's when the articles should start coming out, Philly, get it together. They should blow Washington out. I said the Spurs, but really I should close my mouth because I totally disrespected Greg Popovich and what he could do with a roster. And the fact he has DeMar Rosen, Patty Mills, Jacob Poli, and DeWante Murray. What I didn't know is Kelvin Johnson was ready right now. Kelvin Johnson's ready right now. Crazy. Right now. Kelvin Johnson's ready to go right now. You know, so but so but right now, I just think right now, this is when Ben Simmons, I mean, you're going to see Ben Simmons have games. He only was like four for nine, four for six, four for six, even shooting. So he didn't even take many shots. He just fell back and then, you know, assist. He's just trying, they're trying to incorporate another roster guy, which is Shake Milton. So now Ben Simmons has to fall back and let him run a little bit. So that's what that really came from on that point. Letting Shake get involved with the game. When they put the Shake, Jason Richardson, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris lineup in there, which is a lineup they've been working on. Then when Shake gets incorporated and comfortable, and that's what they was looking for. And, and teams don't know about Shake like that even from last year. So he's going to be like, Alec Burke is going to get chances to lose his mind. Glenn Robinson third right now. There's another guy will get a chance to lose it. Thibo will have good games. So it, that, and those are the key guys. Burke, Robson III, Cork Mines. You know, Neto, these guys can play. Say what you want about Neto, always should have kept Burke. No, Neto's a good guy. Whether you think Burke is better or not, Neto's still a good player. You got too many guys like uh, Robinson the third. And, and, and Burks anyway with Cork Miles who need the ball. Why would you need another ball down there, guy? And Burke, you need somebody that handles the ball, don't care about scoring, score when he needs to. You got three guys, including Thibel, that can all get at you on the bench. Three go-getters, four go-getters on the bench. They're not too many minutes got the athleticism that they work with. You give it to Burke right now off the bench, he can get you 20 off the bench if you let him do it. They get some injuries. Burke can start right away. Robinson III can start right away. Courtmont can start right away. Thibault can start right away. Those guys can start. They're just not bench players. So this is what makes the Sixers a little bit different. The Flyers winning 4-1. Super on that remark. Guys like Scott Lawton and Felipe Myers. Michael Raffle scoring. 34 saves from the man Carter Hart. A great goalie does such a big difference. Such a big difference. And um, Flyers still have a, like, this is why they're going to get a couple of Stanley Cups. Now, don't, don't talk about one. Through the 10 years right now, Flyers, I can see three Stanley Cups. Just through 10 years at the least. And I, yes, at the least, because they have one of the most talented teams from the minor league, a minor league pro connection. In, in hockey, I'm talking about, you look at their roster, they got lots of young talent and good talent, period. 
Got some good veteran talent and lots of good to great young talent and lots of good to great veteran talent. The combination. But look at the young talent on the on the flyers. Then look at the young talent in the minor leagues. They have the best connection of talent to the pros, to the minors. That's what I mean. That is a assortment of talent. Guys still coming in. They got goalies. They got about four goalies who could be starters for teams, not right now, but could grow to be starters, have the potential, like Sandstrom and Fedorov. You know what I mean? It's crazy how good this did this fly team. Like a lot of these guys would be rushed on to be goalies, but Carter Hart was the real deal, and you still got Alex Lyons. And it's like it's crazy that this team can get even better. And then four to one was a real big thing. Then you got Joe Ferrabee, Morgan Frost, guys. I'm excited to see on the ice. Yo, you guys is hard hitters, man. They kill us. Isaac Ratcliffe, I was talking to uh, Jamie Bosco about your rise of Ratcliffe is a beast, man. He's 6'6". Six, six. I can't wait. That's my favorite. That's my favorite guy there. I like Joe Farabee. I can't lie. Joe Farabee has me excited and Morgan Frost. But Isaac Ratcliffe, his size, and his he could really be your all-star. Like, these are guys that are good. And you have to look at it. Look at their minor league. They have so many good players. They could just be good, productive players. 20-goal players at an instant pace, at a constant pace. Uh, a good good defensive man just for, for, for 13, 14 years they have some good talent so this is something big to look at something huge to look at now um, Philadelphia Eagles right now you want to talk about the, uh, the, the receiving core, we talk about that a lot, um, but it's really evident now talking about the cornerbacks. What do they have? Darius Slay. Darius Slay. Darius Slay is going to be big play Slay. Big play Slay is going to get down. Look, he's going he's good as advertised. That was just such a good move. And his play there, when you can't throw to one side, it really affects the football team. You have to constantly pick on a cornerback who could end up getting a few good plays and changing the game because you're constantly throwing his way. He has to be that terrible. But you can't throw to one side of the field. And he's usually, he's always going to be on your star receiver. So that's going to be a problem for you. Your second receiver has to act up. He really does. And you're playing the Eagles right now. I'm telling you, Sidney Jones is not going to let, or, or, or Kervon LeBlanc, or even Maddox is not going to let your second receiver beat them the whole game to win the game. If you got one cornerback, it's like when Darby was there. When Darby was over there and, and Mills could just chill and do him and make mistakes, when Darby was killing them on the Super Bowl year, th that made a big difference. You could not throw to their side. You did not want to throw to their side because it was a guaranteed problem, turnover, incompletion. Something was going down. Excuse me, y'all. We on 30th Street. So you're going to hear, like I say, Lita Johnson's words, they come. Uh, I'm here live, 30th Street. This is Philly, baby. Now, who's going to be that guy on that side? I think it's Sidney Jones. I think it's, it's no question, and he's going to be ready. He's a, he's a great talent. This is his time. I think it's his time. He gets better and better, and I think this is the year where they see that they got two Pro Bowl cornerbacks. Nicole Roby Coleman, he's going to start there on the nickel. He, he's going to be an unbelievable player, and they're going to have one of the best corner secondaries in the, in the league. And then you still got LeBlanc and Maddox. That's crazy. That's insane. That's five headhunters. They've been to war too much for them not to be good. Maddox says from the start of his rookie season, he's been impacting. LeBlanc, you know, ever since he got there, get the strap. All, ever since he got there. 
Now you got Sidney Jones. He's the one with the most talent out of all of them. Is Rasul Douglas going to be there? There's a, it's a possibility they could keep six guys because they all can get out there and play. They're not pro bowlers, but they can play, and they play hard, and they're talented. Douglas could end up turning into a guy, but he's still young. You don't know what he's going to do, but we know he's talented, and that's six talented corners that could be there. And be good. And don't forget the safety, the safety, Jalen Mills, him not being a guy that has to run down receivers and just play physical, play his game, you know, play good in space, drop down, defend tight ends, stuff like that. He's going to be playing his game, the physical game. I think that's his pro bowl position. You're like, oh, why are you going to say pro? He's, he was good at cornerback. He was decent to good. He was decent enough to be productive and be a problem, be physical. You know, sometimes you get away with penalties. He was nasty and physical and a leader. That's why they kept him. They want this guy. He plays hard anytime on the field. You know, he gets beat sometimes. Yes, he does. He gets beat. He's the guy that you just got to be like, oh, hold on. Who is this? As much as Julio Jones is better than him, and, and it's better than him than, you know, and torched him a lot of times. He played him physical. He played him tough. You know, Julio Jones would win that. But Mills would give him trouble. Even though Julio would win the, the battle. But in the playoffs, you see what he did to him. Got in his head. Played him physical, and that was it. So then you got Rodney McLeod, who I think has a bigger year with Malcolm Jenkins going. He becomes the headhunter of the safeties. And then you're talking about Mills, who's going to have a breakout. People don't understand. This guy was productive at cornerback. All he has to do now is not chase down receivers and you know, play spaces and look for the ball. He's going to have a ball at safety. Kevon Wallace. And Will Parks. Wallace is a beast at Clemson. I see him taking over at the future. And Will Parks can play down, can get tight ends, can get running backs, can, can play some corner, can play safety. Like he's another good player. So they have really a good 10 defensive backs that are ready to play. And that's a very underrated position. But they got some guys um, who we'll talk about next segment that are undrafted rookies who could definitely make this team. They got an interesting rookie, uh, undrafted rookie class again, just like last year. I see a lot coming. Listen, y'all, I'm out of here live, 30th Street. This is your boy, Lita Johnson. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. I'm out.